Hello, hello. This is Kim Addison. I am the president and founder of Frame of Mind Coaching, and I want to welcome you to the Frame of Mind Coaching Podcast. As you know, we've changed our tune lately. We've changed the format of this show. And what we are doing these days is that we are inviting individuals who are looking for a little bit of coaching to join us on the show and share with us what they're going through so that I can provide a few easy minutes of coaching. Today, it's my pleasure to share with you and introduce uh, a person that I met quite a long time ago at a conference. We had this amazing conversation. We got connected on LinkedIn, and we kind of loosely stayed in touch. Her name is Mila Evans, and she lives in California. Mila, welcome. Hi, good morning. Good morning. Uh, Well, it's so fun to see your face. Even so, we're not in person, but at least on camera. Yes. And um, just really nice to reconnect with you again. So we haven't really spoken. This is really our first conversation. You live in California. Just tell us what is it that you do and what exactly are you feeling challenged with these days? So I live in California, Orange County, and I own two companies. I'm a CEO and president of Evans Industrial. We are an industrial construction company, um, out of focus, working with energy sector, refinery, power plants, water district. We provide construction and maintenance services. And I also part owner of residential real estate company that I actually founded before um, I started Evans Industrial. Okay. And... Um, of course, you know, you have goals, you have dreams, you have deadlines, you have marks that you need to achieve when you start the year and then COVID's hit and you basically have to scratch it and start over. Yeah. And I think the challenge of starting over is that uh, nobody knows when we're going to be done with COVID, right? And things change hourly, daily. And as a business, you try to pivot, but as a business, it's challenging to pivot fast. And it's challenging as a business owner to stay on track of meeting the deadlines, motivating people, keeping straight on what you do and what the next step is. And um, basically recreating business plan because a business plan you we all started in 2002 in January is absolutely nothing like it looks right now. So um, I think for me personally, um, I'm working hard. I'm reaching out to people, but to have a plan on each step and actually to implement the plan has been very challenging. So my mind is racing Um, and I need to stay on target because I need to keep my team on target. So, you know, it's, it's very interesting. What you said is that it's hard for companies to pivot and it's hard for them to pivot fast. And let's start with this is that actually in order for companies to pivot, their leaders have to think differently. So companies are really a reflection of leadership thinking right? So I want to kind of explore some things. One thing is you said, I had all these goals and plans, and I had to like wipe them clean, I had to scratch them off, and I had to create a new set of plans and goals. Have you done that? Is it clear what you want to achieve? So uh, it is not. 
right? And that is the challenge for me. The challenge is that I have a million ideas and that's kind of who I am, an idea person. I'm a big picture person. Um, and, uh, and unfortunately, I have not chose the direction to go to. And I think probably one of the reasons is because it is challenging and nobody knows when we're going to reopen completely how it's going to affect the economy, how it's going to affect the different industries that I'm working with, and um, what is the best path forward, right? So I think where I am right now is I am jumping from one idea to another, and, you know, my team's jumping with me because I definitely lead people. (laughs) So my mind leads people to wherever it goes, and um, it's challenging. Let me it's ask you a question. What, before COVID, what was your strategy for making decisions? Like how, if you had this great idea, let's say in your head, because you're the yeah. idea person, yeah. like how would you decide whether or not to pursue that idea or not? What, how would you know whether that's worth your time, energy, effort, and investment? Or whether you say, you know what, now is not the right time. We need to focus here instead. How would you make those decisions in the past? Well, it's interesting you said that because I never really thought how, but now that you're asking me questions, it definitely provides me, um, you know, I'm going back and, okay, how did I decide to move from doing energy energy work into doing more of water district, right? So I realized what our skills are as a company where is the opportunity and how we can take our skills and bring it to another company, right? And then, you know, I did the research, I did the network, you know, created the plan and move forward. So that's, you know, looking at what we have, where the opportunities are and combining together. Okay, so let me kind of give you a little tiny bit of feedback. So one of the greatest misconceptions that we have with COVID is that we're living in a time of unknown. Like we don't know what's going to happen next. It's true. But before COVID, it was the same situation. We didn't know what was going to happen next. And we were living to a great extent in the same degree of unknown. Okay, so we, we, we couldn't predict what would happen in a year from now at the time. Right. And if we thought we could predict, we were fooling ourselves. Right. And COVID proved that in in a lot of ways. So we were living with the same degree of uncertainty then as we are now. We are living with the same degree of change then as we are now. And so the idea that COVID is messing you up, that idea is messing you up because COVID is just a state that we're in. We were in a different state before, but what I want to encourage you to do is go back to your decision-making process and lean on it. And it may be involve people in the process, encourage them to have the discussion, but go back to your basic tenets of decision-making to say, we actually can't predict. We actually don't know, but given what we know, which is how we really make decisions, Given what we know, given our best guess, given our strengths, given our resources, given the opportunities, and I'm going to add one more thing in, given the thing that inspires us, 
and excites us and, and, and creates for us engagement, that's the direction we're going to go. So I think what's happening with you, and you can tell me if I'm wrong, is that you forgot about how you made decisions in the past and how you relied on yourself and leaned on yourself and trusted yourself to make solid decisions with the information you had. Suddenly, you believe that I don't have the information. Actually, you have the same amount of information. That's actually a great point that you're making. Um, Because we don't know what the future is, we never know. We make plans and then we have to make adjustments all the time. All the time. All the time, no matter what, right? Um, And and that's a good point, right? Because I think all the outside noise, it's time for me to just kind of turn it off and focus. And I always, um, I kind of always go with my intuition, you know, but what I've learned over the years and over the courses that I'm taking, because I always love to like dig and educate myself, is that your intuition really isn't just comes from nowhere. It comes from knowledge. It comes from within. It comes from evaluating and estimating and thinking your through. experience. Experience, right. So, um, so my intuition is leading me to the past. And I think what you brought up right now is definitely very helpful because the idea of passion, right? Like what you really want to do, where you really want to be. And, um, and I think that's kind of what I've really been thinking in the last few weeks, especially, is what, and, you know, it's going to so- sound probably a little selfish, you know, as a company owner, as somebody who, like, have to lead other people. Um, but I said, what do I want to do? Where do I want to be, right? And I know that I have ability to light up energy around me and my team. And if I am passionate, they will be passionate. And it's like what you're saying, making decisions. How do I make a decision on the next step? And that's, that's a really good point that you brought up. So, so there's a few components, right? So I, I kind of want to back up and break those components down. You know, very often when I go and I speak for organizations, one of the things that I ask leaders in the audience to think about is what is it that they really, really want? You know, that, that question that you just asked. And very often, people struggle with that question. They don't have an answer. They get stuck. You know, they're like, I'm not sure. And there's a, there are many reasons why people don't have an answer. One of the reasons is they don't believe they can have what they want. They don't believe they can state what they want because maybe it's too lofty. Maybe it's embarrassing for some reason. Maybe people around them told them that's not realistic. Like you're, you're dreaming in technicolor, right? And so there are lots of reasons why people are afraid to really examine what they want. But what I want to say is that as a leader of a company, that is probably the single most important question you need to ask yourself. Because once you become clear about what you want, what your company means, what it stands for, what impact you want to make, and, and, and the lifestyle you want to live, then you can create a plan and a design and uh, a, a source of inspiration for your team. Without clarity about what it is that you want, it's hard to design that plan. And that requires 
internal work, right? That requires for you to get really quiet and have a truthful conversation with yourself, an honest conversation that says, here's what I want. Maybe I wanted something different before, but I'm here now. Here's what I want. And part of what has happened through COVID, and you said it very well, is that there's a lot of noise. And that noise has prevented us from getting quiet and having truthful conversations with ourselves to say, what is it that I want? And what part of my brain thinks that that's not realistic? Because those are beliefs that we have to address and squash, right? So in your case, you're like, oh, here's an idea, here's an idea, here's an idea. But it's interesting that you haven't taken the time to get quiet and say, here's the idea. And, you know, um, going back to the quiet part, right? So that's, I think, something that you're just saying really resonates with me is because I do have a lot of noise in my head. Yeah. Right? And some of the noise is like million ideas that running back and forth, right? So do you have a strategy that I can use to eliminate noise? So is that more of you sit down in a room with a pen of paper and two columns plus minuses? Is there, um, you know, estimating, evaluating, research? Like, what is the best advice you can give me? Yeah, I mean, everybody's different. I'm a big fan of journaling. I like the idea of writing down your ideas, but also testing your ideas against a certain set of criteria. So what's the criteria that I use? First of all, how does it feel? Does it inspire you? Does it tire you? Does it feel hard? Does it feel easy? Does it feel like it's leveraging your strengths? Or does it feel like you have to go get a new degree? Like what, you know, what does it feel like? But then I want to evaluate some things on this list. Is it healthy? Is it healthy for me as a leader? Um, Is it engaging? Like, does it turn me on? Am I interested in it? Is it aligned with a goal or a desire? And um, is it aligned, sorry, is it aligned with my values? And does it lead to a goal or desire? Mm-hmm. Right? So if you're doing something that isn't aligned with your values, you're going to get stuck. You're going to create naturally a bottleneck. And if it doesn't lead to a goal or an outcome that you're looking for, your motivation isn't going to last so long. So those are the four items for yourself to look at when you're making personal decisions that then you may want to take to your company. And if something, any one of them is out of whack, it's not a good decision. You know, that's actually great. Um, So journaling, I'm a big fan of journaling. And I started, you know, I've tried many times and I have started consistently doing it probably now for the last, I would say, nine, nine months. Good job. Yeah. You know what? Like I wake up in the morning and the first thing I do, I take it on vacation with me or business trips when we used to have business conferences. (laughs) Seems like it was forever ago. Um, And I just try, you know, you miss day here and there, right? But I do, and it helps so much because it does help to eliminate the noise. And it helps to remind you who you are, what is important. You know, what is my soul searching for? You know, that's really what it comes down to in the journal for me. So when we coach leaders, we ask them to journal in an online journal every single day. 
But when they journal, their coach has the ability to read their journal and respond to the journal. So imagine you're journaling, but there's somebody saying, well, what did you mean about this? And can you talk about that? And, you know, do you really believe that this is true? And on and on and on, right? Like, so they're digging into your journal to get a much better understanding of how you really think, what you really believe. Because what we see is that you have infinite capacity, right? You're intelligent, you're capable, you're resourceful, you have all of this capability behind you. But what stops any leader from achieving their goal is simply their thinking and their beliefs. So, you know, one of the things that we try to teach our leaders to do is journal in such a way where either they share it with someone, ideally a coach, or they are able to go back and read their journal and look at what they've written and say, is that true? Did I make it up? Do I really feel this way? Do I really believe this? And if I do feel this way, is this how I want to feel? Because my thinking is causing me to feel this way. And that's not aligned with my goals and desires. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's great. It's interesting you said that the coaches do read the journal because, um, you know, like part of the idea that the journal that I was listening to a presentation about journaling and it was like, well, nobody will ever read it. Right. So you put whatever thoughts in your head and then nobody will ever read it. So it's kind of a little different concept that somebody actually does read your thoughts, right? Like somebody reads what you are putting in writing. Well, and if you think about it, from my perspective, you know, you might write and you might say, hey, somebody's reading it. I might want to be careful. Right. But a really good coach breaks through that. Mm -hmm. Now, here's the thing is that how can you really make progress without being totally honest? It's hard. And if there's someone who can be by your side and give you the space, the time, the freedom, the safety to be totally honest, you know what happens? Your speed accelerates dramatically, right? Because suddenly you're truly understanding the barriers, the blockages, the struggles that you place upon yourself, right? So when we look at your challenge, I have all these ideas and I don't know which direction to go in. I think that that's not actually true. I think that if you really got quiet and stopped listening or tuning in to everything out there, you would be very clear about the direction you want to go in. And you would ask yourself, so what actually is slowing me down? What's What's causing me to hesitate? What's causing me to look at all these different directions? And you might say, well, here are the fears I have. And once you identify the fears you have, then you can address them, right? But if they're just kind of hovering around, it's hard to really slay those fears. But once they're out, even on paper, you're able to say, okay, it's a legitimate fear, but here's my plan for handling that fear. If I fail, here's how I plan to recover. Here's how I'm going to address those potential problems that might happen down the road. Right? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. It totally makes sense. It absolutely makes sense. It's just yeah. first you journal your thoughts, your dreams, your ideas, and then you put them on a business plan 
with what if this happens and how I'm going to address it. So it like totally makes sense what you're saying. Yes, but and and before we can kind of put it on a business plan, we have to do the work internally to say so like what creates fear for me? What creates anxiety? What creates frustration? What creates anger? What are the beliefs I have that are causing me to feel completely disturbed and out of sorts? Right? And we need to address that before we go to the, the, the boardroom table with our team and say, let's march forward. Because if there's hesitancy inside of you, it's going to be hard to take your team forward, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Uh, I want to ask, how do people find you if they want to reach you and learn more about what you do? Where do they find you? So we have website. Both companies have website. Uh, Evans-Industrial.com is our industrial construction company. And Key Home Group is our real estate company. So we are on LinkedIn. We are on, well, uh, Evans Industrial is is, uh, through website, through LinkedIn. Contact me. That would be the easiest. And then for Key Home Group is through the website. That would be the easiest contact. Amazing. Now, I just want to share with our audience that when I met Mila in Baltimore last year, I was blown away. But I mean, she was just so impressive on every single level. So intelligent, so driven, so focused. So all of it. So even if you just want to reach out and say, hey, I heard you on this podcast, please reach out to her because I think she would love, I'm speaking for you, some feedback. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. you know, Kim, like I would say the same thing about you that we just, I remember walking through the hallway in this huge convention center and we bump into each other and we had great conversation yeah. and immediate connection, you know, and we I kind remember. of like spoke the same language. It was just so amazing, right? Exactly, exactly. So we need to stay in touch. Yes, I agree. (laughs) And for those of you who are listening, if there is a challenge that you are confronting, that you need some help with, that you need a little bit of clarity with, if you're interested in being on the podcast, please reach out. It's Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And if you're a little bit nervous about being on a podcast, but you still have a challenge that you'd like to talk about, reach out anyways. Again, it's Kim at frameofmindcoaching.com. And let's see if we can help you out a little bit. Mila, I want to say thank you for spending this time with me on the podcast. Thank you for sharing yourself and your story and your struggle. It's honestly an honor to have you on the show. Thank you so much, Kim. It was a pleasure. I was nervous, <laughs> like somebody might be, but it's been a great experience. And I just want to thank you again because you just made it so fast and so clear. And you're a true gem. Hopefully I I helped you quiet the noise a little. Absolutely. Okay, amazing.